Yo, what's up, Jeff? How you feeling, man? I'm good. I'm out in um, New York doing some shooting right now and uh, setting up a new laptop currently. So I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I know you've been traveling around. Um, you were you were in, in Paris recently, right? I was. I was in Paris. I was in Scotland. Um, I've done some travel to uh, Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, Egypt. It's been good. It's been really good. Yo, I thought that was Malaysia when you posted that this morning on the vibe check, the, the, the two buildings. That was Malaysia, right? Yeah, that was it. Um, I went there back in um, April. That was my first international trip to go shooting, and it was a really good trip. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah, I hear good things about Malaysia and Singapore. Yeah, honestly, it was uh, a beautiful country. Like, for my work, it's a bit dangerous, but um, but the country all in all is, especially the city, is super beautiful. So... Yeah, t- Tim for Tim would recommend, and Singapore is like an hour away from there, and I still haven't gone there, but I do want to go. Yo, what's up, Dave? How you feeling, bro? What up? I wouldn't. I wasn't expecting Drift to beat me to the chat today. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm in my yard as usual, you know, getting the getting the episode in. How y'all feeling? Good, man. I'm I'm a stickler for being on time. Like I can't. I feel bad if I'm not on time for things so uh i'm always like early like i was always taught like if you're not early you're late like if you're on time you're late so i'm always like standing by for stuff like this yo is that a is that a sports thing or like a military thing it's a military thing 10 for 10 like i can't even even my girl like when i'm like when i'm going on a date or something like I'm like, if we're two minutes late, it makes me upset on the inside. Like, I'm I'm better about it now, but, like, I just like being early, you know? So I don't like feeling rushed. But, yeah, it's definitely a military thing. It was like, oh, you had to be everywhere 15 minutes prior at least, you know? And so it just is one of those things where uh, even when I do something like this, I'm like, I'm like waiting for the space to start <laughs> sitting by the phone. I um I appreciate you doing this. I um sometimes like with popping individuals like yourself, I'm always like, do they even have time? But I always appreciate you always having time to like dap me up when you see me and like chat if you have a sec or whatever. So um thanks for hopping on. A hundred percent, man. I wouldn't miss it. I like I don't hop in many spaces anymore just because I try to like, I've been trying to, the first half of this year was so busy through June. So I've been trying to reclaim time for myself as an artist and like work on stuff throughout the day. Like I'm even just on my socials less and stuff like that. But I still love hopping in spaces and I still love um, getting involved when I can, you know? And so for a couple of months I was just doing nothing because I just needed to rest. But now, you know, I got this one today. We got another one about Night on the Yard, uh, a project that we're doing to uh, 
it's the first NFT project that's going to allow incarcerated individuals to mint their work and um, make some money for, you know, their, their themselves and their families. But we got that coming up in two days. So really excited about that, doing that with uh, Swopes, Elise. I don't know if any of you guys know her. The girl. Yeah. yeah, she's amazing, man. So, yeah, I mean, I just... Um, yeah, I just hop on when I can. You know, I just don't overexert myself and try to, to to just pace myself and carve out a little bit of time. But no, I feel really fortunate to be here. So thank you for having me, man. Very fire. Let's, uh, I know, I feel like everything that we've said before this point is probably going to end up in the episode anyway, but let's like, let's officially start. Um, what's up, y'all? It's Black Dave, uh, the one and only for another episode. If you know, you know, it's episode four. Um, I got Jared with me um, through Huddle In, um, the collab podcast. Um, Huddle In, for those who don't know, is a social media app um, where your posts can be NFTs and you can earn um, social tokens and what we call XP just by being here. So I want to say for everybody here now, um, if you shoot D- Huddle In a DM, uh, you'll get some XP just for being here. We're going to um, roll out some future rewards for that. So I've got Drift with me today. Um, fucking goat. Amazing story. Uh, very prolific in, in the NFT space and in the world. Um, Drift, this is not a conversation that needs to be centered around NFTs. Um, the you know I think to, to sort of exhibit that, the first question I've always asked every episode is um, what's what's been on your mind lately? Just in general, um, we'll kick the conversation off just by talking about what's been on your mind lately. Yeah, I really like this actually, because you know a lot of times I hop on here and I even hop on Twitter and you know NFTs are a part of my life, but and some people would argue a big part, but I don't really look at it like that. You know, I've just always looked at it as a medium to sell my work and and whatnot. Like I've learned a lot through it. I met a lot of cool people, but. More often than not, I just want to talk to people about real life, you know, or about not say that it's not real life, but just different things, you know, so I really appreciate it. Um, Lately, lately, um, let's see, been trying to slow life down a lot, Um, really been focused on my artistic process and the idea around how much am I consuming and how much am I thinking from myself? Like how much, how much are my actions and intentions coming from a place of like being centered and being um, sensitive to myself and like the way I'm feeling led and how much are coming from outside influences. So what I've been doing is starting each day with, you know, 20, 30 minutes of just quiet time. Um, No phone, uh, no music, just prayer, time for stillness, and just like getting centered in myself. And then uh, typically exercise right after that, uh, writing and exercise right after that. And then I'll touch my phone. Depending, it can vary on some days, depending on when I get to bed, but I've been trying to get to bed earlier and get up earlier so I have more of the day. So going back to more of like routine of like when I was in the military, like earlier bedtime, getting up earlier, 
yeah, but really just been thinking a lot about like less looking out and, and more looking in at myself and making sure that, you know, I am putting out what I feel like is coming into to me and coming from a place of original thought and feeling. That's such a sick answer. As soon as you started talking about that and um and like sort of like this idea of like stillness and, and presence, my immediate thought for the next question was like, do you meditate? Um and you know, I feel like what you do in the morning is is a version of that, even if it's not um, consciously that. I know, like, sometimes when you give things titles, they start to become, like, they start to transform into a different thing because you titled it. Um, but I, I really, really like that approach. I um, I was, I gave meditation a shot for a while, and I, I used to be really on it. And my girlfriend always tries to, like, keep me on top of it. But... Um, I really think like those, those early morning minutes are, or, you know, especially those first few minutes of the day can really set the tone. So um, that's super fire. Shouts out to you. Um, before I continue, Jared, do you have anything you want to throw on it? No, that's dope, man. I'm, so I actually have a similar routine. Like I wake up, I actually do like the grounding thing outside where you, you stretch and you do the grounding, like your feet on the ground type of stuff. And just kind of throw your phone away for 30 minutes to an hour before you start getting after it. So I feel you. One thing I think is super interesting about sort of like meditation in general is I think there's still like a different version for everyone, right? Like um, a lot of people talk about exercise, um, drift. Um, I don't know if your life is like this, but um, I reference my girlfriend a lot <laughs> and um, Jared talks about his wife often. And so like my girlfriend, like she does yoga, but she normally saves that for like her nighttime routine, but we'll do like a quiet meditation for the day. Do you have like a, a nighttime routine as well? Well, because I typically I'm I'm typically either shooting or I'm up doing something later into the night. If I'm up late at night, it's either because I'm shooting or I'm doing something creative. Um, as far as a nighttime routine, I wouldn't say that I specifically have one. I try to do writing. I try to do workout first thing in a day, um, but. I also write at night too. Like I don't have a specific time for that. So um, I wouldn't say I have a dedicated routine at nighttime. I'll read or I'll write. Um, I'll call with my girlfriend, you know, I'll edit photos, something like that in the evening if if I'm not out shooting, you know. So um, yeah, I guess it really just depends, but that's that's about it for me. And uh, evening time or nighttime, really. On the uh, on the shooting tip, what's like, what's like your prime time that you go out? I know like the type of stuff you shoot. <laughs> you know, like you can't really daytime that too often. Like, what's your normal shooting time? Let's see. So it's either sun sunrise, sunset, or nighttime. You know, so I'll I'll if I'm shooting sunrise, then I'm usually shooting night into sunrise. So I I guess you could say it's night or Evening time, you know, golden hour, sunset. That's my favorite time to shoot. I, I rarely shoot outside of that unless there's, like, specific weather conditions. Rain, snow, it's overcast. I don't like shooting in the middle of the day for what I shoot. Cause it just I don't feel like the, the lighting conditions are optimal. You know, I feel like it's kind of ugly, stale. But, you know, now that, um, like, I am getting ready to move to New York. So I'm in the process of that right now. So I can see myself 
walking the streets and just shooting a lot more during the day, you know? So, um, yeah, you know, um, this is, this is, that's kind of it. Uh, next question. This is my probably last work related question, super directly. What is your favorite sneaker outside of Vans? Oh man. Um, see, I like sneakers in general, you know? Um, but like, I just walked down to Chipotle in a pair of, um, in a pair of, uh, off-white sneakers that I really love. Um, really, really comfortable. It's like, it was one of the last shoes that Virgil made and I fuck with the heavy. It just looks like a more advanced Air Force One. So comfortable. That's one of my favorite shoes. I mean, I fuck with a lot of different types of Nikes. It just depends, you know, like I, I really do like sneakers in general, you know, I feel like the shoes you're wearing say a lot about your personality or whatever you're trying to say, you know what I'm saying? I just, I got used to shooting in vans or skating in vans or whatever. And I just wanted to like, like I got comfortable climbing around in them, you know? So I never felt like, like I just stuck with them because they're comfortable for me. Something like, like, let's just say I was, wearing a pair of Nikes, depending on the shoe or whatever, it would feel a little bit too bulky on my feet. Like Vans just feel very light, you know, so it makes it simple for me. I um I love that answer. And what's funny, um not funny haha, but funny interesting about that is like I came up skating too. So I skated probably for like eight or nine years, like consistently. And I hated wearing Vans because they were too like uh, like they had too much of a feel of the board and I really loved bulky shoes. And so for me, a lot of times, um, my favorite shoes are bulkier because of that. Um, that's a really, uh, funny and interesting, um, sort of observation for me. Jared, I'm gonna pass it to you. I have more questions, but I'll let you go first. No, I appreciate you. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely on the comfort tip. I like a lighter shoe too. So Dave, I know we talked about this. I'm I I love my Y3s. Um just like the thin like shoe sock thing. Uh I think those are super comfortable. So I can understand uh the Vans tip. I was never a skater, but I did I did rock the SBs, but that was more of just a I like the SBs kind of thing. So um I do have a question for you, man. And so like I've I've, I've read through the interviews, I followed you for a while and no, I, I haven't seen anywhere where anyone has asked you this. In your bio, you have the marathon continues and the nip flag. And you talked about no music earlier on when you were going on. But I was really interested to try to get your, your music vibe. I'm a huge nip fan. Like, I listen to him, like, almost every day. Um, so I know that there's going to be some of that. But if you want to talk to, like, maybe that impact and then what else you get into. Oh, yeah. I think music is, like, my biggest influence as an artist, to be honest. Like I'm more I'm more artistically inspired by musicians than I am really any type of other artist. I feel like you know I feel I mean obviously like Nip is my favorite artist. He's my my favorite inspiration. You know I feel like I've taken a lot of principles in my life um, from him, and his music definitely helped me get through you know the hardest parts of my life, you know, in this past year and, you know, everything that went down in 2021. And as I worked through all my cases, like, you know, definitely helped me work through, but not just that, but just like keep, 
keep the goal in mind, you know, like keep the vision in mind the entire time. Like what am I working towards and understanding that, uh, that, you know, that setbacks are just part of the process, you know, and understanding that I never felt like, like I was being dealt, you know, a wrong hand or things like that. I just felt like, you know, what I'm going through right now, it's just, it's setting me up for something greater. So it really helped keep me, his, his, his music really helped keep me vision oriented and keeps me vision oriented. There's not a day that passes that I don't listen to at least one nip song, you know, or, or, you know, victory. I used to play victory lap every single day, you know, um, and, and a lot of days still do, but, um, what's your favorite song of his? Uh, it's gotta be double up for me. Like, I don't know. I think that like, I think that for me, a lot of people, that's not their favorite song, but for me, something about it, like, you know, he talks about, he wasn't even going to put on, on the album, but when I listen to the album and then I listen to double up at the end or towards the end, it just feels like, it feels like a, like a memoir, like, like after everything he had been through to get to the point of where he was, you know, it just sounds like he's saying, you know, this is, this is what it feels like to be on like the other side where the grass is greener, you know, like, and it's the only, you know, slow song on the album, but I really love it because, you know, he, he talks about, you know, you know, never let a, let a hard time humble us, you know, like we're going to go through what we go through, but you got to keep in mind that like, you know, one day you're going to get to the other side and, you know, you really are going to double up and you really are going to see like wh why we do what we do and like live by the principles that we live by and, and stuff like that. And so, Whenever I listen to it, it just feels like dreaming. You know, it just feels like, um, it just feels like, like I always imagined it. Like, oh, this is what it's gonna feel like to be on the other side. And like, now that you know, life has gotten a lot better. Cause I used to sing that song in my cell to myself. Like now, I listen to it. And I'm like, damn, this is exactly what the other side feels like. You know, I feel so. Whenever I listen to it now, it just hits completely different. So I really do. Uh, that's probably my favorite song, my favorite Nip song, I would say. Um, but there's just so many, you know. Um, I I love so many different kinds of music. You know, I'm always like, I try not to put myself into a box with anything in life, and especially music and art, because I feel like there's just so much to appreciate, you know. And so... Um, and we limit ourselves by just turn like turning ourselves off to like, well, I'm not open to this or I'm not open to that. I try to keep an open heart to everything, especially in music. So, um, yeah, I've got, you know, my favorite rappers. I listen to a lot of alternative music. I listen to a lot of rock and roll. Um, I'm not a huge country fan, so, you know, you might not <laughs> catch me over on the countryside very often, but, um, yeah, definitely... Um, a lot of classics, um, classic rock, classic rap, um, new, like heavy metal, um, R&B, heavy on R&B too. I really, um, I have some, I have like some all instrumental music I listen to, all piano music. I mean, really like I, I keep myself wide, wide open to music. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, I, it's hard to say, like when I'm asked who my favorite, favorite musicians are, is very, very difficult. Like Nip's one, Kanye West is one, um, Kurt Cobain, um, let's see here. There's so, there's so, there's so many, Amy Winehouse. Um, I got a question for you on that tip and then I'll let Dave hop back in. So being from Cincinnati and I'm not like super familiar if there's like much of a music scene there, but I know high tech, high tech is the only one I know from Cincinnati. Do do you have a role with high tech, like in the Talib Kweli and like most deaf heyday? Yeah. So I'm very well familiar, but I'm like, I've never gotten a chance to meet him. And that's one thing that I I wish I had. Um, But yeah, I mean, like there's not a huge music scene in Cincinnati or like it's not even that there's not a huge scene it's that like very few people ever make it out of Cincinnati and become bigger in the world you know it's just one of those types of cities where it's like you don't hear a lot of some people in sports you know but like you don't hear a lot of people like oh they they, they came out of Cincinnati and they like made it big you know it's just not one of those types of cities for a lot of different reasons and so yeah, I wish there was a bigger music scene. I wish we saw more people make it out and make it big because there's a ton of talent there. It's just connections and stuff like that. You know, it's not like a Chicago or New York and L.A. or, you know, Houston. or You know, it's just a little bit different. I think, like, um, on on that sort of vibe, there's definitely something really interesting about, like, living in um, or being from or whatever a city that isn't necessarily, like, something we would consider a large market you know i've been having a lot of conversations about like size of music markets and how that sort of dictates which city um rules certain landscapes and like talking about chicago and talking about like new york and like all the other cities that are close to ohio but um are still just far enough and how how that like has an effect on it um i live in south carolina and um it's really similar um anyone who actually ends up making it outside of like you know the city or the state for success normally don't like claim it or come back to it or whatever it might be but we do have a lot of people who end up making it for sports um i feel like sports the way that sports scouts work is so um it's really it's really like unique and special because like you would think that a and r's would be able to um comb through the country with the same sort of like depth that um sports oh, what's the word that why can't scouts um like have and and that's always super 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 interesting to me um for you like moving to new york um is this going to be your first like big city living um and and how are you feeling about that yeah i mean i've i've wanted to move to new york my whole life like always told myself you know i was never i never thought i was gonna be an, you know, be an artist. Like I was in the army for six years. And at first, like I had a really good career. I thought I would retire out of there, you know, but that changed and I was changing as a person. And, you know, I couldn't, you know, consciously, even though I had to retire anyways, but I, I was going to get out regardless because I couldn't consciously keep serving as a black man in America and, and be serving, you know, a country I didn't feel like was serving our best interests. So, it just happened that, you know, I got into photography during that time. And then, um, you know, like New York is where I'm the most creatively inspired. 
it just makes sense too for for business, you know. And so, yeah, it would be the first time I'm living in, in in a huge city. I guess like a mega city like New York, you know. But I feel completely at home, you know. I love New York because, you know, I'm I'm very introverted at heart. Like, you know, I, I exert a lot of social energy to try to keep up like with my socials. But like, you know. I'm like, I mainly, I just keep to myself and go shoot, you know, the majority of the time. And like, you know, I, I, I like talking about my art when given the chance, you know, um, but more often than not, I'm spending time alone, you know, and New York is like perfect for that because there's so many different people. You can just walk around and be invisible. And I love that, you know, like, I don't want to be in a place like, you know, if I'm back home in Cincinnati, you know, now it's one of those things where it's like, okay, like now like a lot of people know me and that's there's nothing wrong with that i'm like i'm thankful for it but at the same time too like after last year and after quote unquote you know blowing up um and seeing that like oh it's not gonna stop like it's probably just gonna keep getting bigger like i like places where i can feel alone you know or like i can just go out and be an artist and um new york is like that you know i can just go you know, when I'm creating my work, you know, it's either I'm by myself or I have one or two other friends and, you know, I do it and get off and take the train home and, you know, like just live my life, you know? And so that's what I really love about it. And there's just endless creativity in New York. You know, you go anywhere you go, there's something to take a picture of, something to be inspired by. You know, if you're sensitive, you just soak it all in, you know? I, I feel like, I I can't even explain the the excitement in my heart because I feel like not just you know from above but just on a street level you know running the subway systems at night and stuff different things I have planned I feel like there's no one is going to capture New York the way that I feel like I'm about to you know I just feel like I'm going to create such a unique body of work there and capture culture in a very unique way there and like i have a lot of different things planned and so um i feel really good about it you know it's been a lifelong dream man i love to hear you talk that talk that's what i'm talking about um (laughs) um you know my so nfgnyc um was my first time going to new york like sort of without my family uh it was really my second time in new york ever and um i remember the first like party i'd gone to there was a bouncer at the door checking ids and i um i handed him my id or he's like you get to the door he's like let me see your id i'm like all right word so i'm getting my id and i'm like how are you and he's like id and i'm like oh i'm in new york and and like for me um southern hospitality is so like ingrained in my whole existence that um like as much as I would love to not talk to people, and even right now I live out in the country, so I um, I don't live like quite in the city anymore, and so I've been able to like stay to myself and really just like only have interactions with people online, which might be way too fucking much. But like um, I totally feel you, and and I remember being in New York, and even um, like the subways, like I was, I it was I don't know what it was, but something about the energy of just like. Um, being able to get around town through that system and then like observing people through that system and seeing how everything was set up was just like uh, really inspirational to me just as someone who comes from 
um, somewhere that I guess doesn't have like great public transportation, doesn't have a great variety of types of people. Um, there are only like so many types of people that you really run into down here, especially um, like black people. It's uh, the variety isn't as as great as it could be, and a lot of it is is like based in Charleston being like the home of slavery and how much of that has stuck through. Um, and and I won't go on a rant about that today, but uh, yeah. <laughs> um, another question I have for you, um, and this is just like this is mostly like a like a personal thing. So my birthday was last Monday. I happy birthday. Since- Thank you. And um, I turned 35 and I feel like every time I land on a five year, uh, I really look back at like my last five and then I try to like forecast my next five. And um, something that I've been thinking a lot about uh, through that like internal journey has been um, what sorts of people I need around me to reach that next level. Like um, I think for me personally, I, I'm massively inspired by like Virgil, who you named, like Kanye, like Childish Gambino, like these like multi-hyphenate, like um, just like super tasteful genius vibes. I feel like I'm, I have the potential to be one of those people. And like um, for you on your journey, like when did you start to realize that you might need a little bit more support? And then what kind of support system have you created for yourself, um, especially in terms of people? Oh yeah, that's a good question. You know, and I feel like people don't talk about this enough because I think, like, people get this idea that, like, when they see an artist or, you know, someone they know or whoever, like, blow up, they're like, man, everything is so good. And it's like, no, honestly, it's like a nightmare. <laughs> the anxiety, the, the like, the, um, it's just so different because, you know, especially going from having nothing to having so much and, like, there's, yeah, you know, there's a lot to unpack there, but this is what I will say. Yeah, like, you know, the company you keep and the infrastructure you build is everything. And I feel like you should build as you go along, you know, and I'm constantly taking inventory of myself as a person, you know, reflecting and, and seeing like, okay, you know, here's where I'm falling short and here's what I can do to, you know, uh, better this or better that. And, but then I'm also taking inventory of like who I have around me, you know, and, you know, are we all putting in the same work? Like, what do I need to go, you know, for, for where I'm, for where, for where I'm dreaming, what do I need and who, who do I need to make it happen? You know? And I think like by that point, like your intuition is already telling you, like you could talk to someone and get like, all right, they understand it. Like they see the vision, you know, and that's the biggest thing is just passion, dedication, you know, are you willing to sacrifice? Are you willing to be patient? You know, and so, I mean, yeah, I mean, this year I, you know, have added so many different people to my team. Like, I didn't think I would ever even need a team, you know, as an artist, you know, but, you know, I've got a Discord manager, I've got an assistant, I've got um, a a financial advisor now, like a dedicated accountant. Like these were all things that, you know, a year ago, you know, I was just focused on, you know, basically just saving my life, you know, and I didn't know what would happen when I got to the end of 2021. And that's just real life. So I didn't think that, you know, um, I would make so much money or get so successful in the process. And honestly, like I said, it was terrifying, you know, 
like uh like i messed up on my taxes and like we're just now fixing it and like it's going to be okay but like that just shows you like i never had to pay i never owed on taxes in my life you know like i never had money like that you know so surrounding yourself by people that can help you do all the things that you cannot do is the smartest thing you can do like as you start succeeding and you start making more money and you start uh getting more successful use part of that money set part of that money aside for just infrastructure of like i need this person in this spot that knows how to do just this everyone's got their thing right everyone plays the role in life and you need people that play exactly their role i have someone like like i said that's dedicated to finances i have someone that's dedicated to my discord i have someone that's dedicated to media anything i put out to the media you know they work with the press to make sure that i'm not misquoted and i'm not spoken for like everything that isaac wright wants to say to the world is what i say to the world you know what i'm saying um so nothing ever goes out in the press that like i don't want to go out you know i don't want to be misquoted i don't want to be i don't want someone taking uh charge of my image or who i am because that can be very damaging and you know i had that um go on that i had that happen to me you know after i was you know first incarcerated and since then you know we've like taken control of that so i would just say you know build infrastructure as much as humanly possible so that that would that would be what i would say i massively appreciate the bars you just dropped maybe continuing down that path like can you talk about and it's it's so crazy i think because like you you came from like so like metaphorically low to so metaphorically high you know people are just people so like i don't really like to say that people are better than or doing better than other people but like along that journey i think of finding success like can you maybe like break down or, or talk about like a couple of lessons that you learned along the way i feel like um Rio, one of the super homies, um, he and I were talking about, um, well, he was, he actually, he did an interview on NFT Now um, before his Nifty Gateway dropped a couple weeks back. And he was talking about how, like, we talk a lot about, like, the stories of people, like, who, who end up making millions of dollars sort of, like, really quickly and how much that changes people. And, like, we make that sort of the face of NFTs. But in all reality, there are a lot of people who are creating art and are, like, um, now they can quit like their second job or their third job because they're able to make like 500 or a thousand more dollars and like really turn that into something um as like as you've been like growing in terms of success like can you maybe break down a couple of lessons that you've learned i think the t1 was huge but if there's anything else like i'd love to hear it so i would say like yeah there's a lot there's a lot there i mean there's so many different lessons but yeah i think People do wrongly, you know, make stuff like that the face of NFTs and it's it's bad, you know, because you've got uh you've got so many people that look at it as like an overnight type of like I'm gonna get in here and strike gold and like that's that's not what it is, you know? Like I look at it as a medium to share my art and sell my art and, and that's it, you know and you know for financial freedom and for me and my family and like that's it i don't i don't romanticize it and make it any more than it is you know i feel like artists should work towards you know i, I feel like artists provided with 
financial freedom and stuff like that can just make better art. That's why I think that the technology is huge and I think it's only going to develop and be bigger. But um, lessons that I've learned is just like, you're going to get to where you want to be by just like everything that you're going through that to get to where you want to be is what you're going to need then to, to continue going. So like, like when people look at like, Oh, over what seems like overnight success stories, like, you know, there's a quote that says like, yeah, you know, like every overnight success story is like 10 years in the making or, you know, however many, you know, like I was shooting photos for three years before I ever got, you know, paid any money, you know, and, and went through incarceration and fought five state cases and like all those different things before I was ever making any money off my photos, you know? Um, and I would just say like, the biggest thing is just stay being who you're meant to be, you know? Cause there is gonna be a lot of pressure to change as you do find success. Like every level of success you're gonna be tested for. Like this is the biggest thing I think people gotta realize. When you get something, you're gonna be tested by the thing that you just got. So you might be blowing up or you might get a little money. You're gonna be tested by how you handle that money. Tested by how, how you handle influence. Tested by how you handle a platform or how you handle, um, you know, fame or whatever. Everything you get, you're going to be tested by it. Like, I'll give you a personal story. Like, I felt like, like three, four months ago, I felt like, man, I was like, man, I feel like I'm, I'm slipping in some ways in a way of like, you know, like I had a huge year last year. I've had a huge year this year. But I felt like, I was like, I feel like I'm losing a little bit of sense of like who I am and like, where I came from or like some things. And, you know, I had to like really just go back to the roots of like, I don't want to ever feel like now I have to be something different or whatever, because I have these different things like that. None of that matters. You know, what matters is the person you, you have to become in the process. And that's, that's what's going to take you higher and higher and higher. You know, like you can't uh, like, like the humility you have to learn to, to, to continue being a learner in life and being patient. And like, when you don't feel like you're getting yours the way that you feel like you should be getting yours and you still go after it, you know, until you finally do blow. But when you do blow, guess what? Then you need that humility, that perseverance, that patience more than ever, because you got to realize that like now you're back at base one and now you got pressure on you to, to level up, you know, and now you got to look at yourself. Like, how do I, continue growing from here and that just doesn't happen without a spirit that's open you know what i mean like that just doesn't happen without a spirit that's like eager to learn and and stuff like that so i never look at anything i get or any amount of money or anything like that as any sort of status upgrade or whatever i just look at like i made some money all right now let me go back and like keep working on my craft you know i don't i don't measure success by that i measure success by like can I really, like, am I healthier than, than I was yesterday? Like, am I really, you know, spiritually? Am I more in line? Am I more empowered? You know, because that's that's the center of the source right there. You know, no amount of money or success or, or outward, like, applause or whatever is going to ever take the place of that. Like, there wouldn't be no me, you know, without, you know, spirituality at the center. So it's like, Am I, you know, more disciplined there? Am I spending the right amount of time there and being centered and like leading a life where with with, with love and um 
compassion and humility and like um so and then i'm looking at my work like all right i did this or i made this amount but i don't judge what my work by it, the amount of money i make off this artwork or this sell or whatever the next one might be lower the next one might be higher it doesn't matter as long as i know that the material that i'm putting out is okay this is my best work i've pushed myself i'm challenging myself i'm breaking through new barriers that's the only thing that matters you're just constantly competing with yourself as you ought to be and if you're if you're doing that and you're looking at yourself in the mirror not just once a day but like constantly inwardly reflecting it's going to keep you in a place a uh, of 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 inward humility you know of like realizing okay like i've got a long ways to go but also it's going to keep you it's going to keep you growing because you've got to be accountable to yourself more than anything you know and that gets harder and harder and harder when you get bigger and bigger because you got more people telling you like yes you're the best you're the man you're this you're that you're that and like you got to be able to look at yourself and be like i'm really not like i really i really got ways to go here and ways to go there and you know like I'm, i've slipped up here and you know like and it, it happens to everybody but you know by by doing that daily you really keep yourself in check and you know eventually um you keep growing and but but the principles never change that's the big thing the principles never change the say the same principles that get you to success is what's going to keep you there and make you more successful you know you look at the most successful people and a lot of them they just have a number of similar qualities you know and it's like looking at some of those qualities and realizing like hmm like there's there's just different principles to live by i feel like bro i could tell you're a nip fan for sure like what you're going over all that stuff um i am curious and i could kind of get this vibe from you a little bit i know you write a lot do you read much too yeah so that's actually like speaking of like areas of like oh i'm slipping or like whatever like this month i came back i used to read two three books a month you know and i fell off a little bit like towards the end of last year because you know things were getting big and you know i was so busy in this space and and life to be, to be honest like life was growing too fast for me you know like i things i couldn't keep up with you know, sales and this and that, especially because, you know, like I said, like, not in the same year, you know, like to put it in perspective, the day I got arrested on December 17th, 2020, you know, and then we spend four consecutive months locked up and two more months in and out. And then, you know, the, re the rest of the year fighting through all my cases. And then I just finished one of my last state cases last week. And but on December 17th, 2021, a, a whole year later, I was sitting at the time person of the year dinner in New York. And I was in 365 days. So I'm looking, I'm sitting there looking around, like thinking to myself, like, you know, what, what is life? You know, things just grew so fast. But I fell off reading books. Like, you know, I was going through dozens you know a do you know a dozen books a month or so when i was locked up just reading day and night um but i i just started back getting back on it and um i'm reading this book right now called the body keeps the score talking about um trauma in the body and trauma's effects on the body and like 
I really needed, um, like it's been a really good read so far. Um, I really found that it was fascinating because um, like I, last year, you know, I, I felt the effects of like everything I was going through physically, you know, like mentally it was exhausting, but physically, you know, like I had a lot of changes to my body. I had a lot of changes. Like it was just like carrying that amount of weight, you know, on me was very difficult. And so now reading about it and finding the science behind it and finding like, this is what I can do better. Or like, you know, this is, uh, um, this is like un just giving me a better understanding of it, you know, has been really good. So yeah, I'm, I'm able to look back and be like, wow, I went through this very traumatic experience. I went through, you know, like by this, by December, it will be, you know, two years of fighting through this long legal battle that stretched five states and coming out of all of it, you know, five and oh, you know, no convictions and fine and good. And, you know, when at one point, you know, I was not just incarcerated, but I was facing, you know, 20, 25 years in prison, you know, for my work, which isn't harming anybody, you know, but like that was the reality. So to get out and every single day, put your head down and work, like with that stress on your shoulders is different, you know, like I can't put into words like how different that was and like taking care of a family during that time and then being the one token person in a low income family to blow up and everything that comes with that and and, and a black family at that, you know, so like it was very, very, very difficult, you know, but I've been reading this book and it's been really, really good for me. Um, like I just, I love understanding the science behind it. I love understanding like this is the way that you know, my stress and, and, and what I've been through is affecting me and here's how I can deal with it. And it helps me look at it from a bird's eye view, you know, um, unless as someone that's gone through it and more of like, hmm, observing myself, you know, which is very big, being able to step outside yourself and observe yourself, understand why you feel what you feel, why you do what you do, you know, all of that is really, really good. So, um, yeah, I've been enjoying it. Love reading. You know, I feel like, that was one thing I, lately too. I was like, I should use my platform on here to talk about just more educational things. You know, we get so caught up in this space that it's like, listen, man, everything ain't all money and tech and art sales and stuff. That's it's great. Like, I love it, you know, but like, yeah, let's talk about real life, you know, or let's talk about music or let's talk about reading. You know, like, I really, really enjoy that. So that's something I look forward to just implementing my platform for more, you know, is how can I just uh, use it? Yeah, I'm definitely gonna check that out. I like to read it too. And along those same lines, I typically read like nonfiction things, but it could be anything from like science to like, I, I come from a finance background. So like I'll even read like Nassim Taleb and things like that. But um, curious, um, I guess, do you have anything that you ever go back to reading like a favorite? Like have you like every once in a while you re up on something like that? And also do like, do you ever get into uh, fiction as well? Uh, yes and yes. Everybody, everybody. To me, I have one book that like changed my life dramatically, I feel like. Um, so uh, when I was, um, when I was incarcerated, I had, we had this place called the Law Library where, you know, everybody had, you know, everyone could go to get books, but it was during COVID. So no one was allowed out to the Law Library. So all the books have been picked from the shelf and we're now in different parts of the facility. 
but there were about three books left that I had to go. I had to go down to the law library to take a video arraignment for a case in another state. Uh, afterwards, I was alone in the law library for a few moments, uh, and I just went over to the bookshelf and um, I uh, picked up whatever was left on the shelf because, like, books were like gold; like they, they were in scarce supply because of COVID and like, you know, during that time. So I picked up this book, um, comprehensive set of writings from Ralph Waldo Emerson. And he writes um, an essay called Self-Reliance that is hands down one of the best pieces of writing for anybody that's trying to make their own way in the world, but especially artists, especially artists. Like he, he's such a good writer. And, and and the English and, and his vocabulary and his diction is so elaborate that like, you know, it takes some time to sit down and digest. Like it really does. All of his writing does. But it was basically talking about that little feeling on the inside, the intuition, like, you know, learning to trust it, learning to um, learning to when even when the world has completely turned their back on you and whatever to know that you're right whatever you feel that like you know and i don't know where everyone stands spiritually like in here and things like that but you know like i i have a very connected spiritual life so when i when i feel something moving my intuition or i feel like i'm you know getting a message from the source or whatever i trust and believe it over anything any human being tells me you could tell me the odds were a million to one and trust me i heard it before you know, and I build, I'd still be like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Like, cause I know this. And if I know this, then it doesn't matter what anybody else tells me. So he was basically saying like, when you feel that way, trust it, trust it all the way till the end. And I needed it because it was at the worst time, you know, like it was at a time where I was supposed to get out and I raised my bond to nearly half a million dollars. And, you know, and people around me were starting to talk to me about like, you know, have you ever considered what if, you know, like things don't go your way and are you prepared for that? I was like, it's, it's going to go my way. That was always my answer, you know, like I just, I feel it. I know it, it might not be today. It might not be tomorrow, but someday it's going to go my way. Right. And he just talks about trusting that little voice. Like even when you feel like you're off the deep end, right. But you have to really know yourself to get to that point. You really, really, really have to take the time and the process to get to know yourself. If I had found success a year before I found it, I couldn't have handled it, right? Because the 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 amount of uh, self knowledge and and the amount of of um, growing in myself that I had to do before I ever became successful was so um, important, you know, because if you think that the world is shaking you now, wait till you get successful and everybody has an opinion on you, you know? Or everybody wants something from you, right? Or your integrity is challenged. Like, will you do this for money? Will you do that for this position? Will you do this for a seat at this table? You know, celebrities, uh, it's super, super um, influential people with a lot of money that can, you know, add to the success you already have. But like, 
Does it align with my values? Does it align with my integrity, my morals? Does it align with like who I am and what I'm trying to say? And like all these different things, like you got to get to know yourself before you can ever have these things that you dream about having. Most of the time we think we're ready. And then lifestyle system says, no, you're not ready yet. I'm going to have to put you through the ringer a little bit first. I'm going to make you ready in the process if you let it, like if, if, if you let life, and then you get what you thought you deserved a year before, two years before, five years before. But then when you get it, you realize, oh, man, I wasn't ready for that. You know, like I couldn't have handled that two years ago or three years ago because now that I see what comes with it, I can I can put the weight on my shoulders now. You know, um, I got off track. I do read fiction. Um, and I like fiction because it because people should dream, right? People should uh, people should your imagination, like the imagination is everything. It's the birthplace of ingenuity and genius and, and, and all of that, right? If you can get someone to think they can do something, that's the first step to them actually doing it. That's why I love fiction. Um, another story, um, I don't know where everyone in here stands on, you know, fiction and magic and some of these things. And But when I was a kid, I read all the Harry Potter books. When I was incarcerated, I went back and read you know, number seven, uh, uh, all the way through again, you know, parts one and two, um, and just buried in it and read through it in like a day or two, you know, all seven or 800 pages just gone. Um, but you know, JK Rowling, you know, controversial, um, in some of her beliefs, but nonetheless, you know, at the beginning of the book, she, I, she dedicates it. And the language is something like it, this book is dedicated to those who believe in magic or like to those who have seen that magic is real. It's something along those lines. And you know what? Like I read through it and it did completely. I had read it as a kid. I'd seen the movies, you know, whatever, but it just, what it did was it just opened my mind to, you know, and it's, it's based off a lot of basic moral principles, love versus evil, you know, light versus dark, things like that, you know? And at the, at the time it was like, okay, I've, I've created my work in light, in love. I've led my life this way. You know, it just, it did. It just sparked something in me of like, just keep believing in magic, you know? Like, keep believing in miracles. Like, keep your imagination open, you know? Keep dreaming. Like, keep thinking that, like, you know, uh, the impossible is possible. And, like, if you if you really dedicate yourself with pure intentions, like, you're going to see it manifest and, and, and materialize, like, right before your eyes, you know? And it was very special and that was a special piece of fiction that was like you know what the imagination is the birthplace of everything it really is so i thoroughly thoroughly enjoy good fiction at times because fiction all fiction is based some somehow off a place of non-fiction and real life principles and and real life you know uh things you know so i really really did like that a lot and i do like fiction there's so much good fiction out there word this is this is great you are uh i feel like i really appreciate the life gems you're dropping um as opposed to the web 3 gems obviously like the life gems are required for web 3 but i super appreciate it. i appreciate you i have uh i have two questions left since we're coming up on the top of the hour um the first question um, kind of is for uh, you as well as the audience is, 
do you mind taking a single audience question and just like the first hand I see up, I'll bring up. But secondly, the question I want you to answer right now or after you say yes or no, the first one is um, what is a guilty pleasure of yours? Um, I'll say like a lot of people would think that mine is watching anime, but it's not. Watching anime is actually market research for me. Um, but I love watching those videos of people walking through cities that are like hours long and that's actually my guilty pleasure so uh just to like i think lighten things up a little bit uh post all the seriousness and then we'll take this question i see kuzco's got his hand up so uh we'll give that to him but guilty pleasure first oh man this one's kind of a hard question to be honest with you like i'm trying to think i don't know like i honestly like i like when I say like I'm I'm just big on my work and then I kind of just do my thing. I don't I don't know. You're gonna have to give me a couple minutes. So let me take his question and then I will I will think on it while I'm taking the question. I appreciate that, Cusco. You're the lucky winner today. What's up? Or is he an unlucky winner today? Rip rip. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, what's Hello? up? What's up? What's up? Can you hear us? Oh, gosh. Well, let's give it to Motivate. R.I.P. Cusco. I heard him. He was here and now he's gone. I'm on. I'm on. Hello? Whoa. Oh, he's back. Oh, You're dude. Here. Amazing. All right. All right. Hey, hey, guys. Sorry. I don't know how long that took. Nah, but, what's uh, up? Um, a quick question. Uh, you know, when you... When you get on top of these buildings, uh, you take these crazy pictures. You're never like—is there something like, um, like wind that you're, you're not scared of? Like you can't get pushed by the wind or anything like that, or is that more just fear? I mean, yeah, of course. Like I could get blown off by the wind. Um, I don't know. I just—I don't. That part of my brain and fear, like it just doesn't go together. I don't have. I don't have a fear of heights. I don't have a fear of wind. I don't have a fear of falling. I feel very relaxed. I don't feel tense in those situations. Like I've had some, some really tough situations I've been in, but no. To answer that question and to answer all questions in the future about me and falling and if I have uh, uh, a fear of it, I, I just don't like it it doesn't register in my brain as something to be afraid of. I feel very calm when I'm creating my work. I don't get a crazy adrenaline rush. I don't do it for adrenaline. I don't do it for the thrill. I just do it to create my art and because that's where I feel at home. That's it. That's fire. I feel like you probably get asked that more often than uh, we think. All the time. Um, I feel like when you when you're posting about it, the comments are always like, oh my God, dude, be careful. Aren't you scared? And you're just like, dude, like, I've done this a lot of times. Um, <laughs> so let's, let's, um, oh. let's, Cusco, you got a response. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, more, like, more so, like, do you notice, do you just stutter step? Like, how do you hold your ground? Like, when you, like, is wind a factor for you, or is that something? Oh, like that... I mean, wind is a factor, yeah, but, you know, like, I just kind of, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't. I I just feel like I stand, and if I'm uncomfortable, I won't stand somewhere. If I don't feel like I just get to a place where I'm comfortable, and then I'm good, you know. 
I don't know, man. It's 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 hard, you know. If I felt like the wind was gonna throw me off a roof, I wouldn't be up there, you know. No, 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 for sure. Cool, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you, Cusco. You're the man. Uh, Drift. I'll I'll spare you the guilty pleasure question if you'll answer Eric's question um, instead, and um, and then we'll wrap after that. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> I think my question was was also going to be kind of guilty pleasure style, but um, yeah, I mean, I didn't know you're so into literature and, and books, and I'd be curious because I give a lot of recommendations and referrals to people on them. Would you uh, offhand have maybe like a top three that you would suggest that you're really into, that you enjoy, that you feel like if you were to send someone down a rabbit hole of learning about themselves or how things work or whatever it may be. Um, do you have like a top three that you'd like to go to, or maybe even an author, if it's even easier that way? Well, if I was sending someone down this rabbit hole of like really knowledge of self and, and, and stuff like that, um, I would definitely recommend, um, I would definitely recommend uh, that comprehensive set of writings from Ralph Walter Emerson. I would recommend Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. I feel like that's um, a book that everyone uh, should should read at some point too. That's uh, for context and background. A Holocaust survivor survived two different major concentration camps. He was a doctor of psychology before he was even put into the camps, and he continued his studies and his work inside the camps. And basically, writes about how does man find you know find meaning in the worst of possible places uh how do you continue to you know after you see the the evils of you know i mean basically the greatest evils of the world you know this man saw how do you continue to find meaning you know after that you know because he talks about the difference between those who survived and those who didn't survive and a lot of it was because the people that didn't survive they just lost their sense of meaning they had nothing to fight for, hope for. Relatives died. Possessions were taken. They felt like their life was worth nothing. They died. They they didn't die from. Some of them were in better physical shape than some of the people that lived. They they died from, from a failed spirit, right? And like, I I have quite literally seen the same thing, you know, like, being in prison and watching people give up, you know, on their cases, watching people you know, agree to things that, you know, uh, if they kept fighting, they, you know, they would, they could be a free man, you know, and, and a lot of it was just like, you know, they, they lost their sense of identity, you know, and everyone is going to suffer in life, you know, um, and, uh, Victor Frankl said, you know, to live is to suffer, but to survive is to find the meaning in the suffering, you know, and so, um, everyone should read that book. I feel like, and especially with getting to know yourself and to understand how your your suffering and the bad things that happen to you, like how it's a superpower for you, you know, if you can learn to understand that it's working for you, no life is devoid of, you know, bad things happening or pain. And we try to avoid that so much, you know, we, we can't, you know, it's learning to harness everything. It's learning to confront every emotion and once you confront every emotion, you can you can harness it. You know, once you once you are a witness to your own experience, then you can use your own experience and yield it 
or wield it in, in whichever direction you want to wield it towards, you know, and I, that's a superpower to me. For people that have learned to do that, that's a superpower, you know, and I never felt like, like I reread it when I was incarcerated. I'd already read it two, two times. Um, but it just reminded me, like, this is all for a purpose, you know, like I, I'm a centered individual. I'm living my life in love. This feels unfair, but like, how do I wield it? You know, I got out and I never looked back, you know? I put it into all my work. I put it into hustling every day. I put it into, you know, business. I put it into relationships, you know? And that changed my entire life while I was still under the gun, you know? Like, awaiting trial, you know? Like, I didn't come up in a comfortable place. I came up in, in, in the most in the hardest of circumstances, you know, when it's hardest to focus and stuff like that. But if you have that perspective, you, you can, you can do anything at any time in any circumstances, you know? So that one's really good as well. Um, third one, let's see. There's so many good books. There is so, so many good books. Um, I don't know what I would choose for a third one. I would probably choose something from James Baldwin. He's one of my favorite writers, but there's just, there's just so much. Those two, definitely. If people are going down that rabbit hole, I want to get to know myself. I want to go deeper into myself. I feel like those two are really good ones, but yeah, that's, that's what I would say. Man. Um, I appreciate this so much. I appreciate you. Um, this is pretty much a wrap. I just want to say to everybody in here once again, um, Huddling is a social media application on your phone that um, is on the blockchain. So your poster NFTs, um, feel free to head on to Huddling and check it out. Um, there's a there's something in there what we call XP that's going to be used for um, for future rewards and prizes. So if you DM the Huddling account. Um, just anything, letting them know you were here. Um, you'll get some XP. Um, it's something new that we're implementing, and I'm thinking about interesting ways to use it. Um, Drift, uh, these will be my last words. I'll pass it to um, Jared afterward. I I cannot express how much I appreciate this. Um, you, I think, like, it's really hard to, to get in contact with a lot of folks in the quote-unquote upper echelon of the NFT space, and I feel like you've always been super grounded and super cool. And I, I really appreciate um, you centering like your blackness through that journey. Um, I feel like a lot of people, um, other people in this space, especially non-black folks, they don't understand how important that is um, and how much like uh, what you do matters for all the black people making stuff in this space. So I appreciate you. Um, I'm all done here. Um, I'll pass it to Jared and then I'll let you talk about whatever you want, Drift. I feel like if you have something you want to promote or, or tell the world or a final statement or whatever, uh, you can do that after Jared, maybe. Yo, and, and just a second, what you're saying, Dave, uh, super, super appreciative of the time. Love the convo. Um, I think these whole, these whole spaces that we, that we put on and we have like 10 different hosts that we host shows with kind of came out of the need of what we talked about earlier on of wanting to, to have more real conversations with people, not just like, Hey, here's my NFT. Hey, web three is cool. Like this and that, like, we're all here. We all kind of get it. Like, so I, you know, um, appreciate you coming on, being real, answering the questions. 
low-key um having an idea about like this is gonna be the nerdiest thing i say today for sure starting some sort of book club because i want to see what you're on i want to see what eric's on things like that um i like to read myself so um i'm with it that's what i got um appreciate you again thank you so so much and uh the floor is yours yeah i think first thank you guys uh both for having me on and um yeah i was gonna say yeah i I thought it'd be cool to do some type of uh book club idea you know on here alejandro from nft now hit me up and asked if i wanted to do something like that but i'm behind because diana and i that's Diana Sinclair, we're we're supposed to do our own spaces like once a week where we just talk about regular things in life too. And we just thought that'd be sick. So um, Diana, we got to start that soon. We've been talking about it for months, but we just haven't done it. Um, But no, I want to say thank you to everyone for listening. And um, thank you for taking time, uh, which is the most valuable thing we have. And uh, just listening uh to me talk and and hanging out with me so thanks so much guys uh and yeah uh i'll I'll be here i'm not going anywhere thank you so much for opportunity and can't wait to talk again peace those who have laid eyes on a gundam shall not live